Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and you've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we're glad to have each and every listener because it's election season. We've got more people listening in, so welcome. Welcome to our new listeners, and we got a treat for you today, an entertaining, an enlightening, and an educating treat. It's U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn. We're glad that she's going to be our guest on today's show. she got a new book called The Mind of a Conservative Woman, and we will have her on the phone in just a few minutes. And before we get her on, let me let you know that I've been looking in a voter suppression. And one thing that the mainstream media is not talking about is how the Democrats are suppressing a vote in 2020. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. If you go to the Green Party, they are trying to get on the ballot in several places. And I have to tell you, the Democratic Party's lawyers are fighting them in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Montana, Oklahoma, Arizona, Nevada. And you look at all those states and you think, why? Well, you know, most a lot of them I just mentioned are battleground states. But what about Montana? Well, it's a battleground state for the Senate, the U.S. Senate. There is expected to be a close race between a Republican and a Democrat there, and they want the Green Party off the ballot. Many places, the signatures that United States citizens who are part of the Green Party have worked hard to gather and put together are being challenged by the Democratic Party's lawyers because they want to suppress the vote of the American people. Now, mainstream media, does it take Doc Holliday to break a story? Listen, you want to know about voter suppression? Look at the Democratic Party and what they're doing to the Green Party this year, not just for the presidential election, but for Senate races. It is a disgrace that the Democratic Party is suppressing the vote, even looking at Kanye West. What do you think about Kanye West struggling to get the names to get his name on the ballot in different states and what happens the democratic party comes and and con- contest the names and tries to get him off the ballot that is voter suppression and it's by the democratic party they don't want american citizens to have a right to put who they want to on the ballot so where is the mainstream media on this well <laughs> I don't don't hold your breath for them to come look into it and tell you about it. But I'm glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And we are going to get Marsha Blackburn on the line, the U.S. Senator from the great state of Tennessee. And she had a great speech at the Republican National Convention. 
And at the end of the show, I think what we'll do is I, I'm going to just play that speech. It's about four minutes, so we'll end up the show with her speech. But let's get her on the line right now. Well, Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn, welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to join you today. Thank you so much. Well, Senator, you, I feel like I have a lot in common with you. I want all our listeners to know. I know you uh, grew up in Mississippi, and I, we record our show from Tupelo, Mississippi. So uh, when I read your book, uh, I already felt like I had a lot in common uh, with you. And from the 4-H club to <laughs> growing up in Mississippi and going to school in Mississippi. So there's some connections that I have. But what amazes me is where you have, uh, you, you've just been like a bulldog. Now you're in the uh, top uh, powers of the U.S. Senate. And tell me a little bit about your journey. Oh, absolutely. And as you said, I did grow up in Laurel, Mississippi, and I am a bulldog. I went to school at Mississippi State University. And while I was there, I worked my college summers with the company out of Nashville, the Southwestern Company, and I sold books door to door. And indeed, they did not recruit women in the 70s when I went to work with them. I had to talk them into recruiting me. But the company and working those summers had a profound effect on me and on um, how what I learned about handling an organization and working with people. You learn so much working door-to-door. And my husband is from Texas. He also worked with the Southwestern Company. And we made our home and reared our children right here outside of Nashville. And I've served in the State Senate in Tennessee. I've served in the U.S. House, representing Tennessee's 7th Congressional District. And now I represent Tennessee in the U.S. Senate. That, that is quite a journey. And I just want our listeners to understand that. I, and I wish we had a chance to go into each detail. But what really fascinates me in your book and in your journey to the United States Senate is the fact that uh, you won't take no for an answer. And you're talking about uh, selling books door to door. You obviously had to uh, knock on doors to get elected. And so how would you... How would you tell our listeners about your experience knocking on doors, meeting people, meeting strangers, not knowing who's going to open that door, and what you do in politics? Well, one of the things that I've learned is that persistence counts. And as I talk about in the book, the mainstream media really looks down on conservative women. If you are a conservative woman, if you are pro, pro-life, pro-family, pro-business, pro-military, and if you say, I don't believe that we need to have the quote-unquote liberal women's agenda running the show, then I think that this is a book that women will want to read. Because what I have found is that women who are in elected office and are Republican or conservative, they all talk about how the media will push back on them, will slight them, will mock or demean them. And then I hear from women 
to, well, maybe I'm speaking to a women's group, and they will come up uh-huh. to me and they'll say, Marsha, you know, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm independent. I look at the candidate. I look at the issue, and I decide where I am. And when I say, well, tell me what's important to you, what they will say is, well, I want government out of my way, off my back, out of my pocketbook. I don't want them interfering in my life. I want fairness, equality, and justice in the system. We are a nation of laws. I want everybody to abide by the rule of law and the Constitution. And I want opportunity for my children so they can have their version of the American dream. Now, that's the kind of thing that women will say. And you know what, Ed? That is a conservative agenda, a conservative mind spot. But most people need a landing pad for their beliefs. They think that that is, um, that that is, they just need to be able to articulate that. Well, and, uh, and Senator, unpack that a little bit. I think that's a very interesting point. You said they need a landing pad. Now, what what are you talking about that landing pad for your beliefs? Yeah, you know, they need to be able to say, okay, this is what I believe and why. They need that assurance. And, you know, if you listen to the mainstream media, what would you think conservatives are? You would think they're a bunch of old guys sitting around the table in the office, hoarding the spoils of their victories and not doing anything for anybody, being totally self-centered and selfish. And you and I know that is not right. It is. are giving, they're caring, they are focused on what I call the big five, faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. They are for equal opportunity for everybody. They want the best, not only for their family, but for their communities and for others. That's what conservatives are. So in the book, I go back and I build out the history of conservatism. We go back to our Judeo-Christian ethic and Uh basis and look at how we got federalism from the 12 tribes of Israel And then look at the uh, lessons of Athens and London and Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., and come to modern-day conservatism through the writings of de Tocqueville and Burke and looking at the French Revolution and William F. Buckley and Russell Kirk and then looking at Reagan and Thatcher and saying, this is what we are this is what we believe, and that gives a good, firm foundation for people who are wanting to say, this is where I stand when it comes to public policy or political issues. And I even put a reading list, and I put some guidelines, how to talk to your friends and coworkers and family about issues like life and taxes and immigration and defense. And it is education. It is a guidebook. It is a defense of women in the public sphere who say, I'm a conservative. Well, uh, Senator uh, Blackburn, I'm so glad you summed that up. I was going to tell our listeners, of course, the title of your book is The Mind of a Conservative Woman Seeking the Best for Family and Country. 
and you summed it up, and that's why it's so exciting to have you on the program and to let our listeners know this book is unlike, and I'll tell you, this is election year, and there's all kind of books coming out, but this is one of the most exciting books to me because you, as, coming from a conservative woman, the, you hit all these ideas and in your books for everybody it's not just for women but i think it's so encouraging for young conservative women for women everywhere to let let people know they aren't alone you know and i and i i think in your life just reading through the book there are times you felt very much alone you know fighting uh for what you believed in and and sometimes you're only uh you're the only woman in the room and standing up for your beliefs so Thank you for putting it together in a book form. And one of the things that there's two things that, uh, of course, the mainstream media in this election year coming up, you know, in just a few weeks, a big election. And they believe college educated suburban women are going to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, can can you give any hope for the uh, electorate out there that there's some college educated suburban women who might vote for Donald Trump? Oh, of course. And, you know, when you look at the polling and look at what the number one issue with women is right now, it is safety and security, Mm -hmm. law and order. And women are looking at what is happening around this country. They are looking at the rioting, the looting, the vandalism, the anarchy, the revolutionaries that are running through some of the city's streets. And they are saying, wait a minute, I don't want this coming to my community. I need to be certain that I'm going to keep my family safe and protected. Now, when you talk, look at any of the polling on who is buying firearms, handgun sales, the number one demographic buying handgun sales are suburban women. Absolutely. We've talked and they're taking, they're taking gun safety classes. They are taking personal defense classes and doing it in record numbers. And why is it that they're doing that? Because they feel like local governments are failing them, and they're fearful of what the Democrats are saying when it comes to this defund the police. And, you know, when I spoke at the RNC last week, I recognized our law enforcement officers and thanked them. And because it was astounding to me that the Democrats went through the entire week of their convention, they never said thank you to law enforcement and first responders and the military. Uh, what did they do? They talked about defunding ICE or uh, abolishing ICE and defunding the police and underfunding the military. And that is no way to say thank you for the work that they are doing to protect us in our communities, to keep our nation safe, to keep our borders secure. And uh, Senator Blackburn, thank you so much. I did see your speech on our, you know, in the Republican National Convention. It's absolutely wonderful, and thank you for saying thank you for those who protect us. Now, at last week, well, last last month, we had uh, Newt Gingrich on the show, and I see he did a, a foreword in your book and did a very good one. And But we were talking with Newt about it almost like a slingshot election coming. It was so important. The, uh, the liberal and the socialist side, they realize if, if uh, Trump gets reelected, then they are in 
a bad shape coming to the Supreme Court. And the same way, if uh, if uh, Trump does not get reelected, the the conservatives will be dealt a huge blow. So there's so much riding on this election, and and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of uh, you know you think you you've seen everything you can't expect anything other than riots and looting and everything in the streets you think you've seen it all but i know there's going to be some things probably we hadn't thought about it's going to happen between now and election but how do you feel about this election coming up when you're in the senate where you have colleagues from all over the country uh what do you feel and do you feel like the republicans will be able to keep the majority in the senate well wait just a minute uh senator blackburn before you jump into that answer, and I want to hear it, and I know the audience wants to hear it, but let me stop and remind our audience, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're talking to U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, and we are going to ask her about the 2020 election. She's just about to give us an answer, but let me remind everybody that she has a new book called The Mind of Conservative Woman, and you can get that book. We'll, we got a link to it on our uh, web page right here on Web Talk Radio. And also, remember that Doc Holliday has a book I've written with Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarland, called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by clicking on the front cover of the picture of the book right there on our webpage here on Web Talk Radio. Or you can go to www.docholliday.org, and that's Holiday with two L's in it. So now, let's get back to Senator Blackburn, and I want to hear your answer about these 2020 elections. Oh, I do indeed. Actually, I'm chairing the Targeted State Victory Fund. Oh, great. And Roger Wicker, who is with you right there in Tupelo. Absolutely. Yeah, he has been helpful in that process. But all the contested states, the targeted states, we are focused in raising money for those campaigns. Now, I am looking at all of these races, and I think that we're in much better shape than the mainstream media would like to say that we are. Our polling is good. Our candidates are in good shape. Indeed, when you look at New Mexico and Michigan, when you uh, look at what is transpiring in Alabama, you know, we've got pickup opportunities, and so we are going to pick up some seats. Wow. I mean, that's encouraging. And, uh, yes, be, it is. and be sure to, and, you know, I have to tell you, uh-huh. when you look at some of the great candidates that are running in the House and uh, last week, there were some of the candidates that spoke at the RNC and they are bringing forward issues. They are out there running. Um, they are going to flip some of these seats that have been held by Democrats because people are tired of our inner cities just being left to fend for themselves. They are tired of the way Democrats have run these cities and not tended to the issues, the quality of life issues, the safety and security issues of people in these communities. And, uh, well, I'm glad you brought that out. And uh, be sure to tell uh, Senator Wicker that uh, you've got to get on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics when you see him. And we, yeah. we're glad to have you. But let me end with something that you just brought up about the inner cities. And I know we got to end the interview here in a minute, but the African-American community, and I heard Rush Limbaugh say he had never seen a more diverse Republican or Democrat convention when it comes to speakers 
and they had so many African-American conservatives uh, at the RNC speaking and standing up for conservative principles and President Trump. Do you see the Republican Party being able to break into that uh, lock that the Democrats seem to have on the African-American population when it comes to voting? I, I think that you are going to see quite a turnout and an increase in minority support, whether it is African-American or Hispanic or Asian or Indian-American. I think you're going to see an increase in that support because people know that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act did so much to lower unemployment, to raise wages for everybody. And then COVID hit. And they know that the president has dealt with that issue with transparency when government was moving slow. What did he do? He called the private sector to the White House. He said, who can make ventilators? Who can make face shields? Who can do face masks? Mm -hmm. Who can get uh, personal protective equipment out to Americans? And he put the private sector to work on this. And people appreciated that transparency. And they are going to show that appreciation by reelecting him in November. Well, Senator Blackburn, thank you so much for being our guest on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And your book, The Mind of Conservative Woman, needs to be read by everyone. Great book. And uh, good luck in all you do. And God bless you. Oh, God bless thank America. Thank you. And they can find it on online at any major book retailer or in their stores. And then follow me on social media at Marsha Says, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-A-Y-S. Marsha Says. All right. I like that. And I, I will put a link to the book for everyone on our website there. So thank you and God bless you. Good luck. Oh, thanks so much. Well, it was exciting to have U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn on our show and I feel confident that she and others will help out the Trump vote with the suburban women who the mainstream media just say they love Joe Biden. But when you hear Marsha Blackburn, I believe she will help lead the American suburban women to vote for freedom and liberty and the Republican ticket and Donald Trump. And thank you, Marsha Blackburn, for what all you do not just for conservative women, but for all women and for all Americans. And in that light, let me, I wanted to play, because she had a great speech at the Republican National Convention, and let me just play that speech, and we'll end the show with that. Next week, we've got another exciting show, on the, and politics are moving so fast, it's hard to grasp it all, but we will have another exciting show next week on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, but listen to Senator Marsha Blackburn at the Republican National Convention. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. America is a nation of heroes. In times of difficulty, we're reminded that they're all around us. They're in the line with us at the grocery store, in the pew with us at church. They're the regular Americans who step up to volunteer and serve when we need them most. They've stood at the forefront throughout this pandemic. The emergency room nurses who go back shift after shift, 
the medical researchers developing a vaccine and therapies to combat what the Chinese Communist regime unleashed on the world. Cookville's Double Springs Church of Christ members lifting our country up in prayer and providing for those impacted by tragedy. But tonight, I want to talk to you about another kind of hero, the kind Democrats don't recognize because they don't fit into their narrative. I'm talking about the heroes of our law enforcement and armed services. Leftists try to turn them into villains. They want to cancel them. But I'm here to tell you, these heroes can't be canceled. Tennessee is full of them. After all, we're the volunteer state. My dad served in the Army in World War II. When he came home, he put on another uniform and for 30 years volunteered to help our underfunded sheriff's department. I'm reminded of him whenever I see compassion and selflessness in others. When I see law enforcement officers put their lives on the line every single day to keep our community safe, in spite of the hatred thrown at them. When I see the heroes who volunteer to serve our country putting their lives on the line for our freedom. Many of these heroes call Tennessee home, and we could not be more proud of the brave men and women of the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell. The common thread between them is a deep-seated desire to serve a cause larger than themselves. They don't believe their country owes them anything. They believe they owe their country and their fellow man. As hard as Democrats try, they can't cancel our heroes. They can't contest their bravery, and they can't dismiss the powerful sense of service that lives deep in their souls. So, they tried to defund them, our military, our police, even ICE, to take away their tools to keep us safe. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their radical allies tried to destroy these heroes because if there are no heroes to inspire us, government can control us. They close our churches, but keep the liquor stores and abortion clinics open. They say we can't gather in community groups, but encourage protests, riots, and looting in the streets. If the Democrats had their way, they would keep you locked in your house until you become dependent on the government for everything. That sounds a lot like communist China to me. Maybe that's why Joe Biden is so soft on them. Why Nancy Pelosi says that China would prefer Joe Biden. Yep, I bet they would. But President Trump has stood up for our heroes every day. He stood by our law enforcement, our military, and the freedoms we hold dear. He's made good on his promise to put America first. And I hope you will stand with me 
as we send him back for four more years with a clear message to the Democrats, you will never cancel our heroes. And that, my friends, is why the American suburban women are going to get behind the Republican ticket and Donald J. Trump, people like U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn. It's been great to have her on our show today. It's been great for you to listen to us, and we appreciate you, and we appreciate you letting your friends and neighbors know about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And please uh, get this link out to any of the suburban women who are having difficulty knowing which way to vote. It's hard to understand, but it the the way it is in America right now, for whatever reason, we have to convince more people to vote for liberty and freedom. The liberties that we hold dear are very, very in je- much in jeopardy. So please get this link out to everybody that you know. It just would help them understand and see how important it is to get Marsha Blackburn's conservative ideas out there and to support Donald Trump for president and get House and Senate Republicans in because the forces of socialism are greater than anybody ever imagined. Could you believe that we the Democrats would elected a socialist as their nominee if it hadn't been for last-minute people maneuvering to kick Bernie Sanders out? And then they had all these different moderates they could get in for VP. But no, they got the most liberal person in the entire U.S. Senate, Kamala Harris. So we have a lot of work to do. Work hard. Don't give up. Use your time wisely and make sure you're getting people registered to vote. And make sure people who are already early voting in some states get them out to vote. Like Donald Trump said, make sure that uh, you know it's been registered. All right. God bless you. We've got another great show next week. See you then. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.